Why should God let you into heaven? That is the question I put forth to you today, ladies and gentlemen. Hebrews 9 and 27 tells us, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. That's a powerful verse, is it not? So, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, one thing in common. Each and every one of us is going to die one day, without question. No question about it, unless the Lord returns, and that's a different story if we happen to be alive. But uh, for the most part, each and every one of us one day is going to die. Now, you can cancel your dentist appointment, your hairdresser appointment, the appointment you have with your eye doctor, perhaps. But there's one appointment that you cannot cancel, and that is the appointment that you have with death. No matter who you are, famous, not famous, rich, poor, it doesn't matter. One day you're going to literally stand before God. And uh, today I'm going to ask you the question, if God were to say to you, you die tonight and you stand before God and he said to you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say to him? Think about that. If he were to say to you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? I'm going to tell you a story. This is a true story. Uh, this happened in the 1990s. It was uh, down in Times Square area in New York with my wife, Kathy. We were street preaching, handing out Bible tracts. And uh, one day, uh, you know, there was a man walking up the street and uh, he was wearing a T-shirt and he had a picture on the front of that T-shirt. And um, I noticed it, the picture was of himself. And, and across the top in big letters, it said, World Punchball Champion. And I, I noticed it. And I, and I said, World Punchball Champion. And I looked at the man. I said, hey, that looks like you. And he said, yeah, that, that's me. That's me. I says, what's your name? And, they t and he told me his name. I says, come over here, man. We, we need to talk. So we, we were in the middle of this wide sidewalk. You know how New York City is. There are literally thousands of people. There are people going in both directions. So uh, I, I pulled a man over to the side and uh, I turned the microphone off. And I, I said, you know, Ron, you know, you know, tell me, well, what, what's this about? What is this all about, Punchbowl Champion? What does it mean? So he went on to describe... Uh, what it was, he says, you know, you, you punch this uh, leather bag and, and it's on a stand. And as he described it, you know, it's it's on a, a like a spring. It goes back and forth. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah. Now I know what you're talking about. I just I just didn't know that they called it a punch ball. So um, he went on to describe. He says, you know, I just got back um, from Chicago and um, a visit in New York. I'm from England. And, and he told me, you know, some of his story. He told me he was 68 years old and he came from this tournament in Chicago and he won it. And he says, I punched the, the bag for 36 hours straight. And I said, hold on a second. I said, what? Are you kidding me? I says, you're telling me that you punched that thing for 36 hours? I says, that's unbelievable. I says, well, what happens you, if you have to go to the bathroom? Do you get time to eat? And he told me, he says, after each hour, we get five minutes to take a break and then right back to punching the bag again. I said, so Ron, you, you, you're telling me 
that you punched that thing for 36 hours. That's a day and a half. I says, that is unbelievable. And he, he went on telling me he, they raised money for charity by doing this uh, kind of thing. And I said, wow, that is unbelievable. But meanwhile, inside my heart, uh, my mind is uh, set to give him the gospel. You see, that's that's why I pulled him over. I was interested in what he said without question. I really was uh, intrigued by what he was telling me. I mean, I was like, wow. So um, I wanted to give this man the gospel, and that's exactly uh, what I did. So I asked him the question. I said, you know, Ron, let me ask you a question. If you were to die tonight, and stand before Almighty God. And he were to ask you, Ron, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? And by the way, Ron had his hands. They, they were wrapped in, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, the, the boxes, sometimes they wrap their, wrap their hands in, in canvas, like to, to, to tighten up the hands, and then they would put those hands usually in a boxing glove. So, uh, you know, he was walking down the street, and, and he had both his hands wrapped in this canvas. So he's standing in front of me. When I asked him that question, he had both his hands folded, uh, you know, in front of him. And he paused and he, and he thought. Very humble man, by the way. So he was thinking. So he said, well, I guess I would say I, I raised this amount of money. And, and he gave me a figure. Uh, he's from England, don't forget. So it was in pounds. And I knew a little bit about, you know, uh, the currency rates, you know, I had a rough idea. So I was doing the mathematics in my head. I was like, whoa, I think it was close to like maybe like a half a million dollars or something that they, that they raised uh, for charity. So I'm like, wow, this is unbelievable. This guy is serious, you know? So, and he went on to say, this is what I would say. And, uh, you know, so I listened to him. And then uh, when he was done, I said, you know, Ron, I said, you could punch that bag for 50 hours the next time and raise another million dollars for charity, but that will not get you into heaven. And he listened, and then he paused, and he looked at me, and he said, yeah, I guess you're right. Humble man. I said, Ron, do you want to hear the truth? Do you want, do you want to hear what the, what the Bible tells us about how to get to heaven and how to be saved? And he said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. So I gave the man the gospel. I presented the, the truth to him that, that we're all sinners. I'll give you some of those scriptures that I probably used. I can't remember exactly what I said to him, but I went straight straight to the, uh, to the cross. I, I spoke about the blood, that it's all about what Christ did for us on the cross. And uh, this is the deal, and this is how you get saved. And I said, Ron, you know, you can even ask Christ to save your soul. Right now, you could call upon the Lord in your own words. I says, w would you like me to pray for you? Uh, would you, you want to ask the Lord? I can give you uh, 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 something to say. I can give you a guideline, but it's it's got to be from you. And basically, and I can't remember, this is from the 1990s, exactly what I told him, but, but I know it was along those lines. So he asked the Lord uh, to save his soul. Glory to God. And, um, you know, after that, you know, he, he went on his way. And uh, believe it or not, a few days later, 
we were out there again, and it was unusual because we really weren't in that area. We, that wasn't our thing, you know, Times Square. We knew people that preached in that area. So here, uh, here, here we are a few days later, and about a half a block away, I see Ron coming walking down the street again. Now, keep in mind, he's in town from England, and um, I saw him coming. I told my wife, I says, here comes Ron again. So he came right up to us, and he said, very humble man. He said, hello, Bill. Hi, Kathy. He says, you know, after I left you guys the other day, he says, I walked back to my hotel. He says, I went in my room. I closed the door. He says, I threw myself on the bed. I looked up at the ceiling, and I said, I am born again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I kid you not. That's a true story, ladies and gentlemen. That man stayed with us, by the way, and he was handing out tracks. I didn't, we didn't ask him to do it. He wanted to do it, folks. This is a true story. The man was 68 years old from England. And, uh, you know, a short time later, you know, there's this young man walking up the block uh, wearing one of those athletic suits, you know, uh, with the long uh, pants and so on. And on the front of his jacket, it said United Kingdom boxing team. So this young lad that's walking down the street, he sees Ron handing out tracks, and he says, Ron, you're a man of God. The guy knew Ron, uh, this guy Ron. Last name starts with a B. I won't give his last name. But he knew this man. And, and it was it was so funny the way everything fit together. So it turns out the the uh, the UK this team from England the boxing team I think they were at uh, felt format it was like a part of Madison Square Garden where they would have shows and I guess boxing things. Uh, you know, it was I think it was like maybe seven thousand seats or something. So he was in town for this tournament and I guess Ron was there and he was going to go to the tournament. That's what they were there for. So it, it was truly amazing the way everything fit together. Uh, on that day. So the point I make to you folks is you never know uh, when you're going to have a divine appointment such as this. I know this was ordained by God. So he was a man that was trusting, uh, you know, in his own good works, I would say. He was trusting and doing his good deeds, perhaps, and wondering maybe God would accept that. And the Bible tells us, let me give you some scriptures here. This is probably some of the scriptures that I might have shared with uh, Ron, it says in Romans 3 and 10, it says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3, 23 tells us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So none of us are righteous. And this is something that I wanted Ron to know. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 17 and 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it so even our own heart folks we don't you don't we don't see ourselves the way god sees us you know we tend to make ourselves uh feel good or think we're good somehow but we're not the bible says in romans 6 and 23 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord hallelujah so that's good news, folks. So, you know, you might be saying, well, that's good for you, pal. I don't believe your stuff. I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe that. I don't believe uh, I have to worry about anything and so on and so forth. Well, you know, this is common. And uh, once again, I, I, I remind you 
uh, of the question I, that I asked you, if you were to die tonight and God were to say to you, why should I let you into heaven? Keep that in mind. So now the Bible, you know, talks about the natural man. So many people do not believe in God. They'll even say, I don't believe any of this stuff that you're saying. Well, the Bible talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's start at verse 11. It says, For what man knoweth the things of a man save or accept the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So that's First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 11 to 14. So the natural man, you know, the majority of people in the world would fit into this category. I was in this category until I was saved, until I was born again of the Spirit. I was walking in the natural. I did not know anything about the things of God. Oh, yes. Did I go to church? Yes. I grew up as a Roman Catholic. Was I born again? No. They tell me I'm born again when I'm baptized as a as an infant. That's not true. So, so I want you to understand this, folks, that the gospel I preach to you today is not the gospel of Roman Catholicism. Jesus saved me out of that darkness, okay? So the, the gospel that I preach to you today is the true gospel. This is how you can get saved. I am telling you today, I know the way to heaven, whoever you are. Listen carefully. You know, listen to the message until the end, folks. You know, people will spend hours at a uh, football game or a baseball game or, or a movie, but they can't spend more than five, ten minutes listening to a gospel message. I encourage you, you have nothing to lose. Uh, nothing to lose by listening to the whole message, folks. And, and take it to heart what you are hearing here today. The Bible makes it clear that we must be born again. Jesus is the one who made that statement. He said this in John chapter 3. He was speaking to a Jewish rabbi. He said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. You know, you were born into this world, folks, you came into this world born from your mother's womb. But here Jesus is telling you there's another birth. It's a spiritual birth. And he says you must be born again. So whoever you are, listen now, whoever you are, if you've never been born again, you are not a child of God. You're not in his kingdom. And this is why he said you must be born Again, he was talking to a Jewish rabbi. The man had the scrolls, he had his scriptures, but he didn't know what it meant to be born again. He didn't. He was walking in the natural. He was religious, but lost, just like me, until I came to know Christ. I was religious in certain ways, but lost. Peter put it this way, 
1 Peter 1, 23 to 25, he said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. So it all has to do with the preaching of the word, folks. You know, that day I met this man, Ron, uh, the punch bowl champion. I was preaching the word of God. I was sowing the seed. I was sowing the incorruptible seed of the word of God. So it goes into the ear gate. Okay. The man, the man was thinking of what I said. The word went into the heart. You see, that's why you preach the word. That's why Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. You preach the word. You're sowing the seed of the word of God. You see that? So when, when that seed of the word grabs hold, folks, it, it's received. When you receive the word of God, you will be born again of the spirit. And that's when the lights go on, folks. You know, I, I, I stress the deity of Jesus Christ very often in these messages, ladies and gentlemen. You know, many people are churchgoers, but they truly, they don't understand the gospel. They don't understand that the Jesus that I preached to you came down from above. This is what makes the gospel the gospel. This is why the death of Christ is so awesome because he came down from above. This is Jesus Christ, the Son of God who took on flesh. God manifest in the flesh. And this is why he's the only way, folks. This is, this is the way. I'm giving you the way to heaven. Listen to what you're, you're hearing here today. I, I don't care who you are, how much money you have. If you die without Christ, your life was basically worthless. You know, I'm, I'm giving it to you straight without a chaser here, folks. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen to this from the gospel of John chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So, we, we, we hear... Uh, the word telling us that the word was with God, and then it tells us that the word was God, and it tells us that all things were made by him. So we're talking deity. Whoever, whoever made all things we know is God. I think you'd agree with that. So all things were made by him. Now, now we go back in that same chapter. We're going to go to verse 10. It says, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So, interesting, it's, it's telling us he was in the world, and the world was made by him, but the world didn't know him. So, obviously, he's now in the world. The one who made the world is now in the world. Going further on, it says, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and 
truth. Hallelujah. So we know here, we learned, ladies and gentlemen, that the very same word that was with God and was God, it tells us here that this very same word was made flesh. You argue against the deity of Christ, folks, I'll tell you right now, you are not saved. I'll say it again. You don't believe in the deity of Jesus Christ, you are not saved. Because the spirit of the living God is going to show you the deity of Christ. He did that with me and every other true believer. You must know who this Christ is, folks. You must understand who he is. Oh, yes. And, and you know, and, and what you do, folks, you're denying the very word of God that he was the word, ladies and gentlemen, that made all things. Oh, yes. So you you want to get it right, folks. You want to get it right regarding the deity of Jesus Christ. And this will make you appreciate even more the blood that he shed for you, that he took on human flesh, that he went to that cross for you, for that man, Ron, you see? You know, so you could be walking uh, down Broadway in New York City, as as this man was, or Broadway, or 7th, I forget what street, uh, walking down the street, and, and you're doing all of these good things, ladies and gentlemen, but but you don't know the Lord. And that, that was the case with this man, Ron. So it was nothing but the mercy of God. I'm just a vessel being used to preach the word of God. And I saw the man and had a conversation with the man, just like Jesus had a conversation uh, with people. He spoke with the Samaritan woman and he would present the truth to the people so that they might be saved. Let's go to the book of Romans. This is written by the uh, Jewish apostle Paul. He said this, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure, or perhaps for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Wow. Let me stop there. Look at the love of God, folks. God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, we understand we're sinners, he died for us. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to continue. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Wow. So we see here, folks, there's only one way for you to be justified in the sight of Almighty God, and it is by his blood. The blood of Jesus Christ, folks, is the only thing that will justify any human being, no matter where you are in this world, what continent. You could be in England, you could be in America, South America, Australia, New Zealand, doesn't matter. No matter where you are, this is the only thing that's going to justify you, folks, is the blood that Christ shed for you. That's the payment, you see? And, and this is what must take place. You must put your faith in him and, and, and realize, you know, Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. Uh, you, 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 you have to realize, just like that man, Ron, that, that you're lost, you're dead in your sins, 
without Christ. You must be born again, you see? You need to be born again, regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is something that has to take place. As I said before, I'm telling you how to get to heaven. This is the way. It's the only way to get to heaven, folks. There is no other way. So, you know, people from all over the world uh, need to know this. And, you know, you know, when, when you see the Pope with his uh, interreligious uh, meetings that, that he has with all the religions of the world, they're, they're totally ridiculous. It's ludicrous because Christ didn't have interreligious uh, meetings. He didn't have uh, a dialogue set up. What he did, if he were to uh, dialogue with people, he's going to give them the gospel straight and let them know that they have to come through him. And, and you see what happened when he met with such great opposition. He wasn't telling the Jewish people that they were okay without him. Nothing of the sort. In fact, he was telling them that they had to come to him, and that's why he was hated and persecuted. So what you see taking place in his modern day is ludicrous. And yet most people say nothing. They go along with the flow. You see, they're going along with the flow. When people need to hear the truth, people, as the song goes, people need the Lord. People need the Lord. So I'm going to leave it there, folks. You heard it. Uh, as we began this message, uh, you know, the question that I put before you was, why should God let you into heaven? So now that you heard the truth on how to get in, it's the ball is in your court, as they say. You can call upon the Lord in your own words. You know what's going on inside your heart. You can call upon the Lord and he will save your soul. Recognize that without him, you are still dead in your sins. You need to be born again. You need to be washed by the blood that he shed for you. That's the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I will leave it there. You be blessed and have a great day.